Hey there, I'm writer and journalist Lee Alexander, and in this episode of Expanded Horizons, presented by Scania, I'm reading my short story called Night of the Marauders. I got inspired thinking about how communities and folk tales have always been important to people and how technology changes storytelling. And I wanted to show that we can often have fun even with things that seem scary. Tonight, all barriers to maximum freakification would be lifted. Because tonight, Hugo's parents were going away for the entire weekend and Mariella was coming over to play Marauders. Marauders was no ordinary interactive game. Even Mariella's big brother Benicio had said Marauders gave him nightmares and Mariella's brother Benicio was 16 and not afraid of anything. Of course, their parents had strictly forbidden the younger kids to play on pain of having their devices revoked. But Mariella had gotten an activation code from Benicio as part of a sibling's agreement where Mariella would lie to their parents about some place Benicio had been or had not been. Night of the Marauders is go, Hugo whispered to his device. The special activation phrase would send an encrypted alert to Mariella who lived next door. They were especially proud of this system, which they designed themselves to thwart rival espionage agents and also parents. When finally he heard the sound of Mariella at the door, Hugo could hardly contain himself, flying down the crooked little stair and into the living room. There he stopped cold, a sudden horror paralyzing his body, jaw falling open. Mariella stood stock still in her yellow raincoat, as if she might turn to stone. Her eyes were fixed on something to the left, and when Hugo fully took in the object of Mariella's stare, he sunk to the floor with a cry. Saga, the babysitter, was sat cross-legged on the settee, her hateful peach-colored curls tied back in a green velvet clip, already having helped herself to a tea, already making herself comfortable. When Hugo spotted her overnight satchel resting beside her rather nice violet trainers, he let out another wrenching moan. No, Hugo mumbled into the carpet. Not her. I don't need a babysitter. Hi, Hugo, Saga said evenly. And hello, Mariella. Nice to see you again. How's Benicio? Good, Mariella blurted. Saga was resting her pointy chin in her hand and smiling at Hugo, which made his face feel hot. We don't need a babysitter, Hugo said in a much more dignified voice than before. Mariella and I have a secret mission for tonight, so just sit and collect your pay and ignore us like always, Saga. To Hugo's consternation, Saga laughed a little bit and shook her head. Sorry, Hugo, don't think I'm going to let you play Marauders. What? yelled Mariella and Hugo in unison. Do you think I was born yesterday, Saga said gently. That game's going to be too scary for you. You're going to cry, and I'm going to be in trouble with your parents. Tale as old as time. Hugo reluctantly studied her and noticed she was wearing makeup and earrings. Reflexively, he stuck his tongue out all the way out at her. I bet you're the one who scared Saga, Hugo said. You just won't let us play because it's too scary for you. You're 11 years old, Hugo. Do you really think we're going to be afraid of the same things? She glanced up from her device. You probably still believe in the night beast. We do not, both Hugo and Mariella said in unison. The night beast is for babies, Hugo added. Now we go in the woods all the time to play. To plan, Mariella improvised, our espionage meetings. We're going to the woods right now, even, Hugo said defiantly. It's raining, Mariella whispered. 
Well, Hugo had been expecting Saga to forbid them from going in the woods, but all she had said was, good luck. Saga's only a junior engineer, Hugo complained as his waterproof boots squeaked among the pine needles. She thinks she's so grown up now just because she won some stupid student internship at the mine. What do you think would scare her, Mariella asked. I don't know, Hugo said. I heard marauders can detect your fears and make you face them. Do you think that's true? Benicio said it records your heart rate when you're wearing the AR glasses, Mariella said, clouds of her breath hanging in the twilight air. She pointed behind her ear. Right here's a pulse point. Really? Hugo said, skeptical. Not all the facts Mariella attributed to Benicio were reliable. Yeah, Benicio said his friend's girlfriend played it, and now her parents have to buy a new house because she can't go in her room anymore, Mariella described, her eyes widening. I'd love to be scared like that again, Hugo sighed. The lights of the southeast mine glittered among the pines in the distance. Those dazzling geometric shapes and insectoid cranes and gleaming panels once scared them, but they were past that now. Like many children in town who came from mining families, they had grown up on tales of the fearsome night beast, a machine that came to life and ate bad kids who went too near the mine. Remember how scared we used to be of the night beast? Mariella was the one to ask, but they had both been thinking it. Yeah, said Hugo, watching his own breath form clouds on the air. Not anymore. Me either, said Mariella. If I saw it in Marauders, I'd probably just karate kick it away. Yeah, Marauders might not even be that scary, actually, Hugo nodded, since we already figured out how it all works. Yeah, it just changes the temperature in your smart home to make it cold if there are ghosts, or it does spooky effects with the electronic locks. Mariella looked torn, and Hugo understood because that did indeed sound cool. Suddenly, Hugo had an idea. I figured out what to do to prank Saga, he said. Hugo and Mariella ran back home through the woods, hurrying only because they were excited and not at all because it was getting dark and they had no way of knowing for sure there was no night beast haunting the mine perimeter. Okay, Red Leader, this is our most ambitious data espionage project yet, Hugo typed. Silence fell as they texted on their respective devices, soundtracked only by the muffled noise of whatever junk Saga was watching on the main screen downstairs. They were communicating silently, in case she was actually spying on them through the smart home child safety camera. She was good at pranks, and you could never be too careful. How can we scare the night beast, marauders style, Hugo texted. We must gather data on the Night Beast to maximally freakify it and expel it from headquarters, Mariella texted back quickly, checking her social pages, blue leader style. Hugo kept quiet, watching Mariella work. Wait, why do you have her in your top circle, Mariella said out loud. You just touched something by accident, be quiet, Hugo said, reaching for Mariella's device. No, it says she's in your top circle, and you hearted a picture of her. Use the encryption, Hugo insisted futilely. He liked Mariella. They had been friends since they were seven, but he sometimes worried that Mariella was too unprofessional to start an espionage agency with. Are you sure it's okay for us to scare your girlfriend? Mariella shouted. Ah! Hugo shouted louder. Great. Now I'm going to have to vomit the night away. While you're sleeping, I'm going to wake up ten times an hour to throw up on you. If you get eight hours of sleep, that means I'll throw up on you eighty times. 
Just kidding, Mariella said, raising her eyebrows. It's actually good because she enabled public location data for her top circle, which means you can access her GPS data from her device. She probably has no idea. Yeah, I just put her in that circle for espionage reasons, said Hugo. This dot is codenamed Night Beast, whispered Mariella as they leaned over Hugo's device, their backs to the child monitor. Judging by the dot's position, she's still on the couch, and according to your home hub, the movie that's playing is Love Among the Pines. Gross, said Hugo, but it could also be a decoy. True, mused Mariella. This doesn't give us any data. Maybe the Night Beast likes love movies, then we could really terrify her with a, a hate ghost? What's a hate ghost? Mariella frowned. Like a ghost who hates engineers since Saga, I mean, the Night Beast. She thinks she's so great, said Hugo, scratching behind his ear. Mm, that's not one of the valid ghost types, said Mariella. But what if it was the ghosts of old miners who got lost in the woods? And now they want to warn her away from the same fate, Hugo added in a rush, getting chills. Let's make it cold, like in Marauders, Mariella whispered loudly, pointing at Hugo's device. Turn the living room cold. Hugo had guessed his parents' climate control password early in his espionage career, but he never dreamed he would need it for anything until now. He and Mariella huddled away from the child monitor carefully, overwhelmed with momentum, as they set the temperature controls to the lowest setting. A few minutes later, they heard Saga shout, Are you kids doing something to the air purifier? What now? Hugo said in a panic. One time, my brother Benicio opened and shut the electric lock really fast over and over and scared my mom's boyfriends, said Mariella, her eyes as wide as they went. We could pretend it's the ghost trying to get in. When Mariella and Hugo finally figured out the lock controls, producing a wildly satisfying thudding from the door downstairs, Hugo's heart soared. When Mariella jumped to her feet and cried, tell the smart speaker to play ghost sounds, Hugo found himself ashamed that he ever underestimated Mariella's skills in espionage. The dot is moving, Mariella cried, and the two nearly banged heads watching the violet dot that represented Saga blink away out of the house into the woods toward the mines. In place of the anticipated elation, there hung a lull in which the kids instantly realized they had never expected their plan to work. We did it, said Mariella. Let's play Marauders before she comes back, Hugo said and stood up. Oh, it might take a while for my brother's code to activate, Mariella said. How long do you think she'll be gone for? I don't know, Hugo said, forcing a cool shrug. Where did she go? Probably home, said Mariella. Right? She ran into the woods, Hugo said. Her house is on the same street as yours. Check the location data. Oh, no, said Mariella, rushing to her device and scooping it up urgently. The dot is gone. What do you mean it's gone? Hugo cried, feeling himself sink to the floor, feeling the carpet meet his knees. She disappeared, said Mariella, a note of genuine panic in her voice. And she was heading for the mines. She's trying to scare us, Hugo said. She's pranking us back. Are you sure? Mariella frowned. What if she needs our help? This is it. Our chance for a dangerous mission. You're right. Hugo said, moved by Mariella's surprising bravery. 
We've got to go into the woods and find her. Together, Mariella cheered and waved the light from her device over her head. It's just the responsible thing for us to do, said Hugo a bit breathlessly. A damp chill was in the air, and the light from their devices kept falling on strange shapes. White cobwebs stretched across rotten stumps, birch bark peeling. Occasionally, the sound of animals skittering came intermittently from the dark. Didn't she work at the mining site? Mariella puffed, recoiling away from a wet log. She must have known where she was going. Oh, she only did an internship, growled Hugo, wincing at the feel of a wet leaf against the cuff of his pajamas. A branch snapped deep in the woods, making both of them jump. They called Saga's name, but got no reply. Maybe the night beast got her, said Mariella, laughing uneasily. Don't say that. Hugo said, lowering his voice just to be safe. She's probably in the mining site somewhere, like you said. Lured by the vengeful ghosts of miners who got lost in these very woods, said Mariella. Stop, Hugo said, feeling the irritating sensation that he might cry. Even though he was no longer small and had learned to control his feelings, the swift sting of tears still sprung up unexpectedly from time to time. He heard the creak of Mariella's raincoat, the rustle of damp leaves, his friend patting his shoulder. The silver and red eyes of the mining camp loomed closer through the thinning trees. I hope there are no scary woods in Marauders, Hugo said lightly, hoping to turn the conversation back to something fun. My brother Benicio said there's a whole part in woods just like these, Mariella said casually, walking closer alongside Hugo as the vegetation began giving way to gravel. They had never gone this close to the mine at night, and in the dark their eyes played tricks on the machinery shapes that lurked ahead. There's a light in that guard station, Mariella whispered, pointing, and Hugo found himself thinking that Mariella was in fact very brave and that Mariella constantly surprised him whenever stakes were very high. Hugo felt his throat tighten as they sidled around the retaining wall and into the unlit parking lot, creeping among the pugnacious shapes of dormant equipment and multi-purpose mining vehicles. The tiny square of light in the dark was drawing near now. Hey, Hugo called in a sudden fearless shout to Mariella, whose face was flushed with exhilaration. Looks like there's no night beast. Of course there isn't, Mariella scoffed. It's a legend for children. What happened next actually freakified Hugo and Mariella to such a maximum that they were flung back onto the damp gravel of the parking lot. Hugo saw Mariella struck stock still white in the face, such that later versions of the story could support all kinds of embellishment, while Hugo himself felt surprisingly calm, a world-weary voice in his head trying on something fancy-sounding like, Ah, so here I die. Night beasts, Mariella cried. All around the parking lot there was the rumble of sudden life. Creature-like shapes began to approach from the shadows as if summoned from an unseen hand, and Hugo and Mariella stumbled back, scrabbling for purchase in the gravel. One by one, the beasts seemed to open their eyes, green lights falling on the children in the darkness. Hello, little children, roared a marvelous voice in chorus from the gathered beasts, the thrum of loudspeakers rattling Hugo's chest. Mariella screamed, but as Hugo shielded his eyes from the bright lights, tumbling to the ground with a gentle cry, he had the wild thought that the voice was somehow familiar. The great beast's eyes turned from green to red as they fell on the freakified children, wet gravel grinding beneath their claws, and they paused their advance. 
like they detected Hugo and Mariella, almost as if they were afraid of them. Please don't eat us. We'll never come to the mining site again, Mariella sobbed, face down in the gravel, kicking. The playful beast closest to them seemed to shuffle back apologetically, moving in time with the others nearby. When the lights of the parking lot fell on the beasts, though, the children sighed in sudden relief. With quiet awe, Hugo allowed himself to take the shapes in. The lifelike beasts were not beasts at all. The sparkling eyes were their motion lights. The pouting, hungry lip was the expressive front carriage. Now he could see they were colored in a merry caution orange, the features of its cabin almost seeming to give it ears. For a moment, Hugo had believed they were magic. Yet somehow it didn't surprise him to see Saga come walking toward them across the parking lot, device in hand, laughing and laughing. From the way she was pointing it with its front light on, the kids slowly realized she'd been filming them. There's your night beast, Saga laughed. Oh, autonomous vehicles, gaped Mariella, her face gone in odd color with a relief. In the flood of sudden joy that came after the scare, it looked to the children that the mining vehicles were grinning at them. Were you scared? Saga asked. No, Hugo said, tears streaming unbidden down his smudged cheeks. We just panicked from the noise. Saga hugged Hugo. He felt afraid Mariella would watch her hug him, and also afraid Saga would hug Mariella next, which she did. As Hugo looked at Saga's sharp features in the artificial light, he felt the grudging impression that she did, in fact, look adult. I get to make software for the beasties, she said, flashing a grin, pointing her device's screen at the children to demonstrate. Hugo saw an inscrutable console like the smart homes and the logo of the mining company, and Mariella scrambling for a closer look. It's just like Marauders, Mariella said. Junior engineer stuff, grinned Saga, and the kids had nothing to say. As they walked through the woods back to the house, Saga told the children she thought they did well. Your agency might have some potential if you had more respect for engineers, she said. If we recruited an engineer, it wouldn't be you, Hugo said sternly, determined not to feel any kind of appreciation for Saga. It's a two-person agency, Mariella added. What if I let you play a little Marauders? Saga smiled. Want to hear more? You'll find my other stories and the roundtable discussions that inspired them in the full Expanded Horizons podcast series. You can carry on listening here or visit the Scania website to discover a collection of stories, films, and more big thinking. Search scania.com slash future room.